Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show. You're Eric Fischel of NBA Shows, because let's be honest, who among us has not had some sort of weird sexual encounter in their life? What's up, everybody? It's your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. It is Friday, January 9th, 2018, and yeah, it's uh, it's really cold outside again. I gotta apologize first, right off the bat, for the podcast you're about to listen to. I think I have my audio figured out now, but the rest of this going forward is going to get sloppy. Not necessarily sloppy, but my audio sounds terrible. Um, my guest, Matt Hill from the Super Hoopers, is on. Uh, we recorded last night, and I don't know what happened, but my audio has not been recording right at all. Uh, this is the second podcast I've done this week, and I'm not scrapping another one. And it's the third that I've done in two weeks, and I've scrapped two of them. And I'm, I'm putting this one out there. I apologize for the terrible audio quality, quality on my part. Just hang in there. Bear with it. Do the best you can. If you can't listen, I totally understand. Uh, I'm working on correcting it. I don't know what's going on, but I'll figure it out. So there's my apology to you. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so in a number of ways. You can tweet at me personally, at Joe Borelli. You can tweet at me at the Superflight, at, uh, at Superflight Pod. And you can email the show at the Superflight Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow along on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Almighty Bauer Network. And... If you listen on iTunes, please rate and review and click and subscribe so that way uh, other people will find the show. I know I, I pander to the audience all the time. I ask you guys all the time, please um, rate and review the show. It'll help me get up the rankings and because um, honestly, you know, nobody ever rates and reviews the show. I feel bad. I feel like you guys don't love me. It's a joke, but kind of not really. No, it's fine. It's just a joke. I'm not going to be my mother on you. Um, let's see. So, oh, also you can follow along with, uh, Dunktales pod uh, at Dunktales pod with me and James Hollis, AKA snotty dripping. We're going to try and do that thing every Thursday. So it'll drop for you on Friday mornings, hopefully. Um, but we have a good one out. We have a good one out this week. Uh, episode five, you should check it out. Some ridiculous accents and uh, a lot of silly talk. In the meantime, I think I owe you guys and gals a story, right? I think that's what I do here. I don't know. It's getting harder and harder to think of things to say. I just, I'm not that creative anymore. Life is draining. Remember how I told you, um, that's, that sounds really bleak. Life is draining. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, it's just, don't worry about me. You know, I told you earlier in the season, in the, uh, Season two, this is actually technically season three of the Superflight, but season two of a Superflight, a Superflight earlier this year, uh, I talked about how like I was so happy and happy-go-lucky and energized and feeling great because it was summer and the sunshine was out and I got so much sun this year and I went to Greece with my wife for vacation and we had an amazing time and I'm sorry, I'm not gloating, I'm not rubbing anything in, I'm just saying that like uh, it was a great summer. And I was energized by the amount of sun I had because I react. My body makeup, my physiological makeup, man, really reacts positively to sunshine. I should be living on the equator, as my wife keeps telling me. But in the wintertime, it is just tough. You know, I I get depressed. I've suffered from depression my entire life. And, it, you know, most of the time I can keep it at bay by exercising and eating right and, you know, just trying to keep upbeat. Most it has a lot to do with up exercise and eating right. But lately, 
it's been so cold there and I work late so I'm not gonna go running after work it's freezing freezing cold outside and I just I just you know I haven't been able to exercise lately so it's creeping back up again that com- combined with a few things that have happened recently in my personal life that have been not such a, a great thing um, it's been a downer and then you can com- combine work with that man I feel like Listen, I'm going to just talk real. For any of you out there who uh, struggle with depression, and somebody actually told me this earlier today because they, did you ever get so bummed out that like people think you're actually sick? Like you can't lift your head. I can't sleep at night sometimes. I've often, not often, not in a long time, but there have been times in my life where I've actually felt uncomfortable on my own skin and just want to leave. And I think you know what that means. And uh, yeah, but it's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, it's baby steps, man, you know. My life has leveled out. My my hormones have leveled out, and uh, it's okay. But uh, for those of you who think that you're you know alone, you're not alone. Trust me, you're not alone. Everybody goes through this shit at some point in their life, and I'm with you, and I hope you're with me. But in any case, um, sometimes to get myself back in a good mood, I just have to think about like good memories that have happened in my past, like things that that I've done that I really enjoyed, or. Friends that I've made along the way of, of my life. And, uh, you know, when I was in grad school, this is silly because I when I get sad, I think that people hate me and I think that nobody likes me. And I think that uh, and, and it's so dumb. It's so childish. Yes, I know. Uh, you're you're right. It is. It is childish and dumb. And like nobody loves me. That's not it. It's just you get to that point where you're like, oh, God, I just I just want to hide from everything. But there are times in your life where you're. Um, Super, I don't know if super popular is the thing, but when I was in graduate school, uh, I partied way too much. I I should have been in the studio and studying a lot more than I was. I mean, I did. I did. I worked really hard, but I also played really hard. And um, I think it was the going into the second year of graduate school. My first year was awful. My first year, I nearly left. It was a drag. It was, I felt beaten down by it. I felt really uncomfortable like insecure not confident at all second year i was like i don't want people who are coming in for their first year to go through the same shit that i did i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna invite everybody to a party we're gonna we're gonna have a party we're gonna have a theme party and the theme was he-man because you know i love he-man who doesn't love he-man he-man's a lot of fun man i actually dressed up like he-man i've got a pair of underwear and i bought some fuzzy fuzz and i stapled it to these underwear and then I made some socks into boots with fuzz around. You know, I looked exactly like He-Man. I made a a breastplate out of cardboard, spray painted it, and I got a blonde wig, and I made myself a sword. It was hilarious. It was really good. And you would think, wow, this dude's like really weird. Uh, no one would ever show up to a party like this. Oh, my God, I can tell you that like a lot of people showed up to the party. We had some rocking ass parties when I was in grad school. It was a lot of fun. My friend Dennis, who I haven't talked to in a long time, but Dennis, if you ever listen to this, congratulations. Sometimes I miss hanging out with you. Um, I mean, congratulations on your recent marriage. I still follow on Facebook. Um, Dennis dressed up. So let me tell you about Dennis. Dennis is a squat guy. He's a really powerful, uh, powerfully built short dude who dressed up like Ram Man. And if you know anything about He-Man, you know that Ram Man was just this guy that would run into you with your with his head and, you know, and smash things, right? So Dennis dressed up like Ram Man, 
and he did a really good job of it. He put a pot on his head, and he had the like whatever kind of outfit he would wear that looked like Rain Man, right? He was just dressed in red and springy or whatever. I don't know. At one point in the night, Dennis, as we all did, got drunk, and man, he just started ramming people into things with his head. This dude is like a little bowling ball, and he just comes at me full force and whacks me right into the wall, like smashes the fuck out of me into the wall. I go tumbling. Actually, he pinned me up against the wall. It was it was funny at the moment, but man, I'm like, not not funny now. I, I was I had some serious bruises, and every time I was hanging out, like trying to talk to people, I just like out of nowhere, Ram Man would show up and whack me into the wall with his fucking head. Um, these are the good memories I have. I don't know. It's stupid. It's it's. Listen, I'm laughing right now. You dress up with a guy who's dressed up as Ram Man and, and whacks you into the wall. It's hilarious. I mean, it's funny. It's it's you know, it doesn't sound that fun, but it's it's amazing. I can't believe how many people showed up. We didn't, none of us, like a lot of people didn't know me. A lot of people, I, I, you know, they didn't know anyone. They were just coming in and like, I felt great that I was able to do that for people that were coming into the first year of grad school and, uh, you know, needed, needed a, a, a release or needed a friend or something. Cause it, it's tough, man. It was tough the first year. It was fun. And I felt really bad because one of the guys who actually turned out to be an awesome dude, um, and, I don't know why we just, he came in we all thought he was a kind of an odd duck and uh, he wore a speedo in, in like October in Pennsylvania. Like we're, we're talking like outside of Philadelphia, he had these boots on. We didn't know what he was supposed to be, but he dressed up as just a dude with a leopard print speedo um, and showed up to, and like, it was hilarious. It was like that, that it's that takes so much courage so much courage i wanted to say balls but i did i wanted to stay away from the obvious pun there but at the time like we were i we, i gotta admit i was a little bit put off i didn't know this guy uh he came in with a freaking speedo and nothing else on i think maybe a jacket and some boots and like it was a little weird it was a little weird but chris i wish you all the best uh um you know who you are and great guy very smart and uh a lot of fun so you know, there's my story. When I think about being sad, I think about my He-Man party and how much He-Man there is to go around. If you're ever feeling sad, dress up like He-Man. I did it again a couple years later when I was in New York. Uh, I dressed up as Prince Adam, which is also hilarious. Uh, I actually have pictures of that one. I don't know what happened to the He-Man pictures, but it was a good time. Good times. The, that apartment back in PA was freaking crazy. It was raucous, and I sometimes miss it. But life is good now, too. You see? And just like that, I talked myself back into being in a good mood. Or at least for the next five minutes it, while it lasts. In the meantime, uh, Matt Hill is coming right up. Check out Super Hoopers. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Go mono? But I don't even know what that means. You'll see. You'll, when you get the file, it'll only be on one side. Oh, 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 oh I see. I see what so you're you saying. Just gotta, you just gotta double it up. Yeah, gotcha. You see, it's just on the left speaker right now. I don't know. I can't, I don't know how to change my Zoom settings. I'm, I'm stupid. I don't know how to do anything, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're in the same boat. Yeah. Matt Hill, welcome back to the Superflight. How have you been, my friend? Yo, I've been good, Joe. Since I just talked to you last week on the Super Hoopers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Returning the favor. Yeah. It's good. It's good to be on the, it's good to be on the flight. I needed somebody to talk Lakers with me anyway, so. You're, uh did you did you really did you, i mean do you really want to talk lakers do people do people care about the lakers i don't think so i don't know do you east coasters <laughs> don't you east coasters resent the lakers because they get all these national tv games and 
they're awful but somehow super popular i mean the national tv games is kind of annoying like how did they get what did they get 35 this year i explained it to you last time joe it's because there's not that much uh there's not that many games played on west coast time so you know they get that late game spot yeah it's like it's like them or golden state you know that's fair that's fair well what about the kings put the kings on what (laughs) the the kings are barely an nba team they're like they're like 30th in all the rankings. They're like 30th in defense, 30th in offense, 30th in entertainment. So they found something they're good with and they stuck with it. Good at yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 good at being an embarrassment. <laughs> they're good at being bad. Stick with it, baby. Yeah. They, yeah. You know that old joke my teacher told me, or for me it was the third grade, something like that. I don't know. I was good at third grade, so I stuck with it for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Terrible did you joke. get? Did you get? Did you get held back in the third grade, Jeff? No, actually, <laughs> little story for you. I actually graduated from high school when I was sixteen. Wow. Okay. All right. Nice. I'll tell you about it some other time. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Over beers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I ever come to L.A. or if you ever come to New mm-hmm. York. Hey, I might be. I might be out. To, uh, I might. I might come out to New York sometime this year. Hopefully. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let me know, dude. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I will. I will. Let's talk. Let's talk about some yeah. NBA basketball. Um, uh huh. Do I talk about some... as as the NBA turns, as, as we call shit. it on uh, the Super Hoopers? I know. I heard your. Oh, you know what? Before we even start, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. John has the worst fucking takes on the Sixers. <laughs> I'm telling you, everything he says is just completely wrong. I'm sorry, John, if you listen to this. You, you should never give your takes about the Sixers again. You're wrong. His, his, his Sixers takes are terrible. They're awful. And he's the only one yeah. on Colangelo Island. By the way, if anything happens with this Fultz thing, if, if I'm pretty pretty much resigned to the fact that Markel Fultz is going to be a bust. He's just going to be a bust. I'm sorry. I, I, hope, I hope he's good. I hope he's smarter than we all think he is. I hope he matures, and I hope he remembers how to shoot. But I'm pretty sure he's going to be a bust, right? I blame Colangelo yeah. for all of this. It's just one more thing I can blame Colangelo for. That's that's the right take. <laughs> no, I look, I'm I'm totally on your side. I can't even believe that John likes Colangelo. I'm, it was it was I was you know, I was talking to some Sixer fans today, and they were like they were like, We're conflicted because we hate the Colangelo so much. Yes. We hate we hate Jerry, we hate Brian. Like, we can't even enjoy the season because we hate these guys so much and we know they're gonna miss it they're gonna mess it up. Oh so he is Brian Colangelo is absolutely gonna screw this all up. Hinky would never have I, I don't think Hinky would have done this, but anyway, that's not the point. Look at Brian Colangelo's track record when he was in Toronto. The team was like middling. They were the epitome of middling. He Colangelo blamed uh what's his face? The uh their only guy that had, oh my god, I gotta cut this part out. <laughs> Bargnani? No, not Bargnani. Oh my god. Uh no, um Oh, Miami, Lowry, the- Miami Heat player. Fuck. Uh, uh, I, why am I going blank? The big three in Miami with LeBron and the, oh, Wade, Wade Bosch. Bosh, thank you. Bosch? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. like a Bosch. He, yeah, like a Bosch. She blamed Chris Bosch for not being a number one guy for the team not winning. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The dude made nothing yeah. but shitty moves while he was there. He brought in crappy players, way oversigned them to minimum contracts. And look, he's going to do the exact same thing in Philadelphia. I have no confidence. Masai Ujiri came into Toronto, and that team is fucking balling out. He's found gold in, like, the second round and late first round picks, man. Masai Ujiri is a, is a real GM. I would love him on the Sixers. Brian Colangelo, yeah, except- 
Except yeah. for that Damari Carroll signing, but yeah, besides that. Yeah, you can't really blame him. He was Damari Carroll was really good the year before, you know. He, he just did. got injured. He, he got injured. Anyway, yeah, no, my theory on Brian Colangelo is like he's really good at at managing up. Like he's really good at schmoozing and networking. Yeah, he should be he's a very, salesman. Yeah, he's very well put together. And you know, John, sorry if you're listening to this. That's John. John is like <laughs> very well put together, very good at schmoozing. And I think I think John sees himself in Colangelo and he's like, We're one of the same. And they met too. They like met and hung out. Oh really? Yeah. They hung out. They actually hung out. That's right, because John Yeah, John I mean John said that on a podcast. Like he was at a party and they talked. Um and uh and I think most most of NBA Twitter and like most like, you know, nerds are like the exact opposite. They're like nerds. They're really into numbers. They're really into minutia. And it's like the exact opposite of Colangelo. So it's like, that's why we hate him so much. Because we don't identify at all with Colangelo. We see him for what he is, which is wildly incompetent. Yes, thank you. He's wildly incompetent. I totally appreciate yeah, yeah. that. I mean, Flagrantly listen, incompetent. L- you know? Listen, I'm pretty popular myself. People seem to like me for some reason. I'm, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't right. say I'm a schmoozer, but... I definitely have thrown more than one college party where people showed up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what's you it guys, like? What's it like, Joe? What's I don't know. Like? If, if my listeners don't know what I'm talking about, they should definitely check out the Super Hoopers this week. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a Colangelo guy. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, speak- we always you you always talk about the Sixers on the Super Flight. It always comes back to them. I can't help it. It's my team. It's my team. You know, for better or worse. And, and, and to be 100% fair, I, I love following them because I find them fascinating. So, In what way do you find them fascinating? Just like, I mean, just the process was incredibly fascinating just from, you know, from a process standpoint. From like, we're doing this crazy thing or we're trying this, you know, we're going all in on this. Let's see if it works. And then, you know, after, after Hinky left, now they have a bunch of interesting players. Where Embiid is interesting in his own right, same with uh, Simmons and same with Fultz. Mm-hmm. So they're just fun to follow, just to see you know what's going to happen with with these with these top prospects. Absolutely, Fultz man is so interesting right now. <laughs> like, it's like watching a train wreck. You can't just you can't look away, man. I it's it's sad. I, it, I feel so bad for him too. Like nobody should have to go through that. I don't know what like what happened. He clearly not like obviously he tried to change his shot in the off season because he wasn't in his free throw. He forgot how, and and now it's just he's so far in his own head. I don't think he's ever going to be able to come out of it. I'm hoping, like, there's good signs because, like, Embiid is taking him under his wing, uh, and the guys seem to really like him on the team. And like, But, man, God, can you imagine being in his position? Anything he does from the start is going to be picked apart to death. It's not going to get any better for him either. So no. either he really learns how to steal himself against all of his criticism or he's going to flame out really fucking quick. And I'm betting on the latter. You know, I mean, on our on our conspiracy uh, theory podcast, I posited that he was never good, that he was never good in, in college. And basically, there was just a bet amongst um, the NBA draft guys, the guys who run uh, the big NBA draft sites to just see if they could just turn a nothing guy into a top prospect. The rags just the riches pe- thing. Just by just the trading places thing. Trading places, just, that's it. Yeah, trading places. Just 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 pure hype. And you know, look, it's it was a joke, but it's is just as likely as all the other explanations out there. That's the crazy thing. Like how do you explain this really? Like this doesn't happen. It's insane. You know, I listen, I had my worries about him coming into the 
to the draft. I was like, I, I understood why everybody had him rated so high, but I also like, for me, whenever I see him play, he has that really nice spin move, but it always seems like he's going to fall over after he does it. He always just likes a little bit, a little bit out of balance. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, he, he can handle, he can distribute. He could, he used to be able to shoot. So I thought that was going to take care of everything, but I don't know. I had my concerns, yeah. but his shooting was not one of them. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It was a coordinated effort by the NBA draft, <laughs> by the NBA draft Illuminati. Like they, we can do this. We can get this guy. Yeah, and we're just going to sit back and laugh at everyone. Yeah, there probably are. They're sitting back smoking cigars and like, look what we did. Look what we did to the Sixers. <laughs> you know, we I was going to talk about fights. I was going to start off with we that. Sure, we will. We can talk about we fights. Will, Let's talk about fights. We will. But since we're already talking about possible draft busts, let's talk about the Lakers. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk okay. about the Lakers first. Okay, sure. Sure, go ahead. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Lonzo Ball. I, 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 mm-hmm. I emailed you. I'm like, you know. So much it's sort of the same thing with with Markel Fultz. They both had so much pressure coming in on them, like pressure on them coming into the season. Oh, I see what in you're saying. In different ways, yes. right? But Mark yeah. oh, like Markel Fultz was number one overall pick. That's always going to be pressure on you. But then Lonzo Ball had his had his dad and this whole media circus around him, and it looks like he might actually. I don't know if he's going to be a bust, but he's definitely not going to. He's not going to live up to the potential, at least in the first year, anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I, you have to, you have to, I have to put that disclaimer out there that like, I am a hundred percent in the tank for, uh, not only Lonzo, but the entire ball family, Ugh. you know, Lamelo. I can't wait. I can't wait for Lamelo to be dominating the NBA in 20, uh, 2022. Oh no, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, but I do like Lonzo. Um, no, I, I mean, I think, I think at the beginning of the year he was shooting poorly and I do think it was, he was in his head about it. Uh, you know, partially because of the hype. And then I think partially he just had a few bad games to start. And then he got in his head uh, uh, with a shot. But since, you know, the past like 15 or 20 games, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been in and out of the lineup with injuries, but I mean, he's been fine. And, you know, his for a rookie point guard, the numbers are, you know, very good, very, very promising. So I'm not concerned about Lonzo. And, you know, what's reassuring is, the thing about Lonzo, the big selling point with him is he's a culture changer. Like, he really inspires his teammates. And you look at this Lakers team, without him, they just are, like, awful. They're, like, they're unwatchable. Yeah. They're, like, 0-8 now without him. And it's not it's not just, like, they're 0-8 and they were in those games. They're, like, losing by 20. And if you watch it, you're just, like, this is a totally different team with Lonzo on the court. So I think, you know, as a rookie, he already has elevated them. His teammates seem to like him. Everything else is, you know, going well with him besides his shot. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not too concerned with him. The only thing I'm concerned about is the health. Like these these like knickknack or these nick like these like like you know uh, lingering injuries that he gets that you know don't really that you never really know when they happen. And then he's out for like you know two to six games. What with is it. his injury now? He's a hamstring or something? Knee. It's knee. A oh, knee. it's his knee. Yeah. It's close. Close and, enough. <laughs> I'm, not, it was I'm like, no doctor, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, but like, it, it was like, not even like when I watched the game and it didn't seem like anything happened. Then all of a sudden, he's been out for the past two games. Maybe the next one too. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he still has potential. I still think he'll be good. I think he might even be an all star at some point, right? But I don't think he's going to be a superstar, and that's fine. 
That's okay. I, I, but I never thought he was in that mold. Like I, I thought he was. Oh, I mean, I guess you could the say hype I, I thought, around him coming in. When Magic said he's the new, didn't Magic say he's the new Magic, or something yeah. crazy like that? Like the hype around him coming in, it just was unfair for starters. And by the way, I don't know if I agree with you about the culture change thing. Maybe he's actually better than we give him credit for, and that's how the teams win when he's in there. I mean, not that they're winning, the team wins. Not that they're winning at a great clip right now, but I don't. For a rookie who, who barely talks. And when he talks to the media, he's just completely aloof. I don't know how much he's actually affecting your culture. Maybe his style of play is just conducive to winning, but I don't know if it's a culture change. It sounds a little fanboyish to me. I don't. I don't. Have, I don't have the stats <laughs> in front of me, but they're like twenty points better on defense when he's playing. It's like crazy how much better they are on defense. And yeah, he's boring with the media. I mean, he's like basically he's like media trained. Like he's been media trained since he's like in ninth grade. Yeah. Like. He just he's not I wouldn't say he's aloof. I would just say he just gives the most bland quote ever because he just doesn't want to get in trouble. His teammates like him and like like I said, like they're a bad team when he plays, but they are like the worst team in NBA history when he's not there. So you got you gotta give him credit for <laughs> That's true. He takes for, him from unwatchable to just to, about watchable. Yeah, they yeah, he, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's like that that Simpson joke. Ah, oh, the goggles do nothing. That's what they're like without him. <laughs> well, Let's talk about Luke Walton. We talked a little bit last week when I was on your show about about the uh, LeVar Ball comments and how he said Luke Walton, like the guys don't want to play for him and stuff. Actually, somebody was saying about how like, you know, LeVar Ball is this negative. Maybe it was John again with his terrible takes on your show was talking about. His take is it's oh so bad, and it's like I'm gonna start betting money on the opposite thing John says all the time. I I, I hope John does listen to this, but he's like <laughs> arguing with a Trump supporter because he, he never like you can never pin him down on what he's trying to say. He'll like change the argument to something else. Like it's it's, moving, like, it's hard just moving the goalpost. Yeah, it's not moving the goalpost. He'll just say like uh you you know he'll say like oh I, I don't know like. Lavar did this, and you'll be like, "No, he didn't." And he'll be like, "Oh yeah, well, one time, Matt, you said <laughs> Ky- Kyrie Irving is going to be out of the league, so we can't trust anything you say." I'm like, "Where did that come can we from?" Just, can we, exactly. Uh, well, I was going to say, if if Lavar does have, uh, if he does have any kind of impact on this team, I think it might actually be a positive impact because look what happened after he came out and said the guys don't want to play for the coach. Everybody rallied around him, and they went on like a serious winning streak. They, how would they win? Like four in a row. Yeah, I I would think that winning streak more coincided with Lonzo coming back though. I I'm mean, trying to again, build a narrative, goddammit. <laughs> I know. Well, Lon- I mean, Lon- it was it was two things too. It was Lonzo came back and they played like a series of awful teams. It was like, it was like Atlanta. It was it was like Atlanta, New Jersey, it's, and the Spurs. It's Brooklyn. Not, it wasn't the Spurs. It was the Austin Toros. It was like the Spurs without anybody. You know. <laughs> it's Brooklyn, not New Jersey. Oh, that's right. I always call them New Jersey. <laughs> Brooklyn. I always do that. Brooklyn, dude. I can literally <laughs> yeah. walk to the, to the arena from here. it takes me right. about 45 minutes, but I can walk there from here. It's a straight, straight drive. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I don't know. You're, what saying, you... you're saying Luke Walton, uh, they rallied around Luke. Yeah, they uh, rallied around Luke. I'm not cutting any of this shit out either. Fuck it. <laughs> your podcast. Yeah, your podcast. yeah, yeah. It, it can suck uh, as much as I wanted to. Um, they rallied around Luke. What do you think about Luke as a coach? I mean, are you happy with no. his performance so far? Do you think he's been handicapped by the by the roster? Do you think like he's getting the most out of the guys? And and do you think there's actually any effect from Lonzo negatively? Not Lonzo, but from his dad, Lamar, on this team. Well, first of all, I think there's no negative effect. Like I, I think I think that the team is fully behind Luke. The man, management's fully behind Luke. Yeah, they've said as much publicly and privately. 
So I don't I don't think there's any negative. I don't I, I don't think Luke is is insecure in any way about his job. And I I mean it's it's not a big deal. I don't I, don't, I, I or at least from my perspective. Um, in terms of whether he's a good coach, I, I I was thinking about this where I don't really think we know that much about him. Like, you know, he he was that assistant in Golden State. You know, during that like long win streak where he you know Steve Kerr was uh out with the back um the the, the yeah, back surgery. Back surgery. Um, but even but even that so he presided over this long win streak. But I mean, I wouldn't give him any credit for that. Like, I think anybody you know you could have pulled a guy off the street and Golden State would have rattled off those those wins. But I, I do think it says something that, not that I like Phil Jackson that much, but Phil Jackson saw a head coach in Luke, like when Luke was playing. He said, this guy's going to be head coach. And that Steve Kerr, you know, turned the team over to him. You know, there was lots of assistants that he could have turned it over to, to, but he turned it over to Luke. So I think that speaks, you know, positively for him. But, you know, the Lakers, they just haven't really had anybody since he's been a coach. And the team has performed at about the expectations given the roster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't really know what to think, like performance-wise, with him. Um, but I don't, I don't see anything like glaringly negative. Um, the Laker fans complain about the rotations. I mean, also, it's you know, from our perspective, from the fan perspective, I think it is really hard to judge a coach. Like so much of what a coach does, we can't see. Yeah, absolutely. You know it's you know and it's also a lot of it is like instilling a culture which is it's very hard to you know quantify that or figure that out so the things we do the things fans harp on are you know rotations um you know and the more educated fans maybe can like dive into the offensive sets and so his rotations are perfect like he plays guys who shouldn't be playing he like jerked julius randall around minutes wise um but you got to give him credit for the player development. I mean, the Laker players, it's you know, again, it's hard to say it's a development or are they just good at drafting. But they're definitely playing above expectations. Most of them, you know, you got Kuzma, mm-hmm. you got Josh Hart looks good, um, Larry Nance. I mean, I think Larry Nance was a late first rounder, and he's you know he's a, he's a solid player. All the advanced dance love him. Brandon Ingram, I mean, that was a bad draft, but I think Ingram has improved a little bit this year. I don't think it's not as much as people say, but. You know, he's he's definitely improving. So I was thinking about it, like, who would I rather have as a coach than Luke? Like, if I could replace him, you know, how many coaches in the league do I think are definitely better than Luke? And I really only think there's four. Pop, Kerr, Spolstra, and Brad Stevens. Like, if you gave me the option, those are the only four guys I would I would definitely take over Luke. All right. That's fair. What about what about Brett Brown? I was I was actually gonna say no. I was just kidding with that. But it is Brett, no, no, but, but no, no, no. It, no, it, no, it like is kind of the same thing that we had to go through with Brett Brown for the first four years. You had no idea if he could actually coach or not because he was coaching a bunch of guys who shouldn't even be in the league. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm not saying Luke's better than the other, you know, 24 coaches um, or 25 coaches. Ooh, that was a real Mark L. Fultz moment. <laughs> not knowing how many how many teams are in the league. It's all right. I'm not saying Luke's better than those guys, but I'm just saying we don't – I mean, he's a big – he's kind of an unknown, and there's yeah. not – there's other – like Brett Brown. I don't think Brett Brown is definitively better. Like, I think Brett Brown's fine, but he's not definitively better than, right. than Luke And by is. the way, Brett Brown gets all the same criticisms that you were just saying of Luke Wall. His rotations suck. Like, his – you know, his timeouts, use time – use of timeouts sucks. Like, like, I can't judge a coach. I have no idea what the fuck I they're mean, doing, to be honest with you. I think – 
Uh, no, me neither. Me neither. Like the, the funny I mean, thing I can... is, though, when you see a bad coach, you know it's a bad coach. When you see a team no. playing for a bad coach, you're like, "Holy shit, that coach is terrible." The rest of the time, these guys are all competent dudes. They know what they're doing, and and I, I... the degree to which they're good or not varies so very slightly. I mean, I, I yeah, and I, it, we don't even know how much a coach really matters. Like, I mean, right. I think it's it's an open question to. I think I think we can identify really bad coaches and really good coaches, and everyone else is sort of, you know fine yeah like for instance like jason kidd i think we all know jason kidd's bad like like you mean bad I mean, human just, being or bad yeah i agree there's there's that <laughs> he's bad in a lot of and ways and like you can tell by what he says in the media you're like well this guy really doesn't get it like this guy like he doesn't know like basic things so there's no way he could be a good coach yeah i mean that's what i think like currently what a bad coach looks like and when he and when he came to the nets he was surrounding he was like he surrounded himself with these really good coaches and didn't utilize any of them instead he just spilled glasses of water on the court <laughs> like idiot right right anyway and then did did he didn't he fire who do you, he like yeah. fired somebody he and then him him. or something he, like, no no i think it was i think it was lawrence frank oh he yes just, like, it was lawrence frank. and he was like we're to they're like, did you fire him? He's like, I didn't fire him. I demoted him, and he has to write reports, a report every day or something. He has to, like, turn in, like, like it's detention or something. He's in detention. I put him in timeout. He's not yeah, fired. Yeah, yeah, He's been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> oh, man. How many uh, how many guys do you think are going to be on this team next year? Do you want any of them to stay is the question, first of all. Actually, I should ask well, you. That's... I should ask you about Julius Randle, because I talked to you again last week about this, how I thought he was going to be way better than he is. And he's not bad. He's really not. But his, do you know his numbers look almost exactly the same as last year? 13, 7, and 2 assists. But this year he's shooting on a little bit better efficiency, and that's it. Everything else is exactly the same. So, what about the turnovers? Do you have the turnovers in front of I think he's up on turnovers. Just a hair. No. That, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Cut that out. That doesn't fit my narrative. Uh, I can look it up. I, uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what? It, yeah, is that is that per game or? I mean, because I think he's playing less this year, but I don't know. So la- um, last year he was averaging um, twenty eight minutes. Yeah, this year he's playing twenty three minutes a game. You're right. His turnovers. So, I'll just cut this out. Is up by a point of one tenth of a percent. So yeah, okay. But it's so, still like if he's playing five less well, minutes and he's yeah, it's fine. I, I don't speak for all Laker fans, but my, you know, my thing is I, I, I would like most of these guys back. Like, I don't, I, you know, the Lakers plan as they've, as they stated is we're going to go after two max guys this summer. Mm-hmm. Paul George I and would who pref- else? Paul George and LeBron is, you know, the, whatever the room. I hate to break it to uh, Lakers fans. LeBron's not going to LA. I, I, I hope he doesn't. I don't want him. I, I, I mean, he, he's going to be 34. Like, and, you know, and whatever his next team is, that's the team that's going to be paying him when he's 40. I don't want to be paying LeBron when he's 40. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. He might uh, do a couple two year deals again. I can see him going to the Clippers, actually, but. I, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. If he wants to come to LA, go to the Clippers, please. So, I mean, because I, because from my perspective, and, uh, uh, I just don't think anybody's being the Warriors for, you know, two years. Yeah. Three another years, couple maybe. years. Yeah. So, you know, why are we swinging for the fences? I it's, I would prefer to grow with these young guys, to watch these young guys grow up, um, you know, get better, you know, bond as a unit. Like, that's what I would like to watch as a fan. I mean, I, there are other fans who don't agree with that, but that's what I would like to see. Generally, all these guys are likable. Yeah. Um, so, I except mean, I would like to bring... Except for the fact that they're Lakers. They're generally yeah, yeah, all likable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 except yeah. for that one glaring thing. 
Except for the fact that if you're not a Laker fan, I don't know why you would like the Lakers. Like, they are super hateable. Yeah. Um, but the only, I mean, like, I would like them all back except for maybe Clarkson. Like, um, like I mean, Clarkson doesn't do much for me. Is he on um, the end of his career? Uh, on the end of his career. Is he on the end of his contract? No, I think he has two years left. Oh, does he? Uh, well, you can... Or maybe a year left. But he definitely has, this is definitely not his last year. Okay. Well, you could trade him for um, something. Clarkson's not a bad player, man. He was, two years ago, he was phenomenal. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah, he's a good he's a good second unit scorer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like he's he's clearly unhappy. Like he's clearly unhappy with his role with the Lakers. So, you know, send him somewhere else. Although he loves being in LA. Uh, the rumors of that guy and the ladies. Ooh, <laughs> that guy's that guy's that guy's tearing through Los Angeles. Um Nice. But you know, but 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 besides that, I like all the young guys. Like I like Randall. I like Nance. See, uh, Randall's, like Randall's one that I th- I'm almost certain is not going to be there because I know he wants right. a bigger role. And I, like you like you obviously mentioned earlier, Luke Walton is keeping him on the bench for whatever reason. He's not playing nearly as much. I don't, I'm not sure why because he's one of their better players. I get that he's a little bit of a ball stopper, but he's really good with the ball in his hands for a small forward or for a power forward, even center. Like, I don't, I don't understand you why know- he's in the doghouse somewhat. But, yeah, I don't. I mean, they they were playing him like uh you know the, like a small ball lineup at center, and I mean I thought it was working. He's <laughs> I mean, deadly in the pick and roll, man. He was he was toasting Embiid last time they played, and I was like, what are the, what is going on? I look. I mean, he looks good to me. I would love to bring him back, and all the other young guys too. I mean, I think for sure, even with the two max, you know, Lonzo, uh, Lonzo Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart are all coming back. Um, you know, Nance. And I think Clarkson is for sure gone. I think Clarkson's probably gone actually by the trade deadline. Randall and Nance are the ones where you know maybe they're here, maybe they're not here. And then of course KCP and Brooke Lopez are you know they're they're they're, they're, they're you know this is the last year of their contract, so both those guys are gone. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, KCP might be gone from the league after this year with the Lakers. He's I don't know, man. He's kind of a questionable character, don't you think? He he's he. I hate watching him. I, <laughs> That's that seems to be the theme. Yeah, <laughs> all the Laker fans hate him. Like all we all we all are like, oh my god, get this guy out of the, out of the game. And like the advanced numbers say that he's he's fine. Let me ask you something quick. Do you actually mm-hmm. sit and look at advanced numbers on your time? Yeah, off? I will. I will look at a uh, RPM. Oh, and the, then the, I will, yeah, the all right of stats. I, will, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I will look at um. I will go to Basketball Reference and look at the windshare stuff. All right, that's I mean, fair. That's that's what I mean by advanced stats. And then I follow a few like Laker guys who, who do yeah. like little more uh little more like in depth like lineup based stuff. Like this lineup's good. This this lineup's not good. You know. Yeah, I mean it's all available and, for you. It's just like God, I find that shit so tedious. I'll I'll do it when I'm doing a podcast and preparing for it. I'm like, oh, this guy is this, and this. but God, it takes so much time out of my life and it makes me want to punch myself in the face. Not that I don't like I, I mean, stats. I know. I, I, I mean, I'm an economist in my real life and like, uh, oh, yes. you know, I should, I should be, I should be more into it, but I don't know. I'm an artist I mean, in my I, real life, so I should be making art right now instead of talking to you. But guess what? <laughs> um, no, but so KCP, yeah. KCP is a disaster, but you know, and all the Laker fans are like, let's just roll with Josh Hart. Like Josh Hart, everyone loves Josh Hart. I love Josh Hart. He's just, he's just hustle guy. He seems to do the, do the same things. But you know, these guys look into it. These advanced stat guys. Apparently, he's the, they're essentially the same. Like so, um, you know, it's not like KCP is that much worse than Josh Hart. But yeah, I don't know what's up with KCP. Um, do you in Detroit? Do you in Detroit? They, they didn't seem like him either. But yeah, 
he was better in Detroit. I mean, he wasn't great, but he, he had the same limitations then as he does now. It's just that, like, for some reason, he was way more digestible as a player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe um, not. But the, in, in terms of character issues, though, I don't know if there's character issues. Um, We had uh, CJ Toledano on our podcast who did videos for the Pistons, and he had nothing but positive things to say about uh, KCP. Wait, so remind me why there. KCP was in jail, playing from jail. I forget. It was, it was drunk driving. Oh, right? yeah. All right. I mean, every, everybody gets stopped drunk driving, right? I mean, <laughs> listen, that's not in a character assassination, but don't be stupid and drink and drive. I just, but I, we, I I mean, I have to look into this, but I actually don't think he was driving. I think it was his car that someone else was driving. He must have been wasted. <laughs> I think what it was. He was so drunk de- that somebody else was driving his car and he got arrested for it. <laughs> no, but I think what it was is like his designated driver got drunk and they like held him responsible. I don't know. I could be I could be totally wrong on this. <laughs> he was so drunk. He was in but another I I, state and someone was driving his car and he got arrested for it. I mean, you know, maybe a lawyer can fact check me, but that's, that's sort of what I thought happened. I have no but idea. I don't know. I didn't read into it. But shouts, shouts to, uh, shouts to uh, Rich Paul, uh, KCP's agent, who somehow got a guy who was in jail twenty million dollars. I mean, this dude was literally sitting in jail getting paid by the Lakers. So, shouts to Rich Paul. That's pretty incredible. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's a chance they try and make a trade at the deadline? Do you think they have anything? To I think. Give up I, and I, what would they... I think they're. I think they're trying to move Clarkson. Okay. For sure. Just Clarkson, not Cl- Randall, too. I think both of them. I think. I think they're trying to get like anything for those guys. I I, they, I mean the front office has said both those guys are not really part of their plans, like yeah. part of the the future team. So, I Which, mean, if, I think if they could get anything, that just makes me think like why give a guy like that a, like Clarkson and Randall? They're both like Randall especially is a good player. He's not bad. Like why give him up for nothing? What are you going to get for him at the trade deadline? I don't understand that. Hey, you know what I mean? You're pre- you're preaching to the choir. I'm the same way. Let's keep this guy. What are we doing? Like yeah. Well, I'm I, like I said, I don't want LeBron, Paul George. Fine, we can sign Paul George. I'm not going to argue with that, but. There's no other free agents that I really want besides Paul George. DeMarcus Cousins? No, please. No, stay away, you know? <laughs> really? So. You wouldn't take DeMarcus Cousins on your team? No. Dude, like, the dude is, like, never on a winning team. He's never in shape. He, like, spends, like, three possessions arguing at the refs, like, in the middle of the game. All, if you listen to any, like, podcast by any connected reporter to the Sacramento situation was, like, I've heard the worst stories. Like, I wish I could say what I heard about DeMarcus. <laughs> any any guy you talk to off the record, if you ever get, like, a reporter off the record, it's, like, all this horrible stuff about DeMarcus. I mean, that's not a guy you want on your team, at least from my perspective. And and he hasn't even proven it. Like, he's he's never been to the playoffs still. Oh, he might get there this year. Great. He might get there <laughs> and get swept. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, let's uh you know what? We might as well just work backwards from here. Speaking of sure, speaking sure. of NBA jerks. <laughs> Cousins number one. Cousins number one. Oh well I was gonna ask you, like we all right, so we we're doing this whole lineup in reverse. I was gonna ask you first That's about fine. fights That's and fine. then we're just working backwards. But speaking of NBA jerks, um I was, <sighs> I, was so gonna, I, I definitely definitely cousins is number one. That, is he really <laughs> is he really your number one? Well he I I don't know. Like, All right, so let me preface this. An NBA jerk, in my book, is a guy that really gets under your skin for whatever reason. Like, you just don't like watching him play. You don't like him on the court. He's a real asshole. Whatever. And I was going to ask you what some of your NBA jerks are, the guys you really, like, you're fed up with. You're sick of watching. You don't want to see them play. You hate their team just because they're on it, like Dwight Howard. Um, 
I know he's on everybody's list, including mine. And I, you know what? Dwight is one of those guys. I can't even really quantify why I hate him. I just do. <laughs> I'm not just jumping on the bandwagon either, because I'm not one of those bandwagon jumpers. I'm just like, he just rubs me the wrong damn way. His his on-court demeanor, just like, it screams like, I'm too good for this shit, and I'm going to complain about everything, and I'm a big baby. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with Dwight, what it is is like the hypocrisy, and he's like you can you can sense that he's like disingenuous. Yeah, I mean he, the hypocrisy. He's like he came to the league as like Mister Christian. Yeah, oh yeah, and then yeah. he's like has like eight, eight kids, legi- you know? illegitimate children eight, who Ill- will eight not illegitimate take children. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's why I don't. I, I can't stand hypocrisy for some reason. Like it just really gets to me. Yeah. Um. But Demarcus Cousins, the what, what the other reason he gets under my skin is like NBA Twitter and like. You know, NBA hipsters love to defend him because I think I mean, I think there's like a, a segment of the the younger like NBA cool guy Twitter. Just whatever the old reporters hate, they just do the opposite. They just say we're rebelling against that. So they just re- automatically rebel against that and love Cousins. So part of what bothers me about Cousins is there's this whole segment that loves him. And I'm like, no, NBA reporters, they're right. Sometimes they're most of the time their takes are awful. But you know, this time they may be actually right about cousins. So that's that's part of the reason why uh, you know I hate him so much. <laughs> you know, the thing about cousins for me is like I don't really hate him. He is he's he's a little temperamental and he seems like he's easily triggered. Um, but he's also a lot of fun to watch. Sort of. He just sort of. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he's not that much fun to watch. I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> I can't. It's hard. It's hard for me to watch the Pelicans, man. I really have to like tune in to watch them. And I don't really do that as often as I should for a yeah. for like an NBA podcast. Anthony no. Davis is amazing, so I, I like watching him play. I don't know, Cousins is fun to watch. He he he's got some moves, man. And like, listen, that last year when he was playing slap ass with Embiid, that really endeared him to me a little bit. I it was hilarious. It seemed like oh, that was good. That was good. it was that really was good. good. He got, he totally won good. some points there. There's more Embiid, but yeah. whatever. I, I I kind of got back on the boogie train. But um, what was I? Uh... I think the the one characteristic that always bothers me is any player that's out of shape. That really sets me off. Julian Okafor. Yeah, players <laughs> that are out of shape and that don't play defense. Yeah. Those are the types of players that that really get under my skin. Yeah. Um, James Harden is a guy that I that I think is an NBA jerk that I can't I can't watch or I I can't get behind for many reasons. One, you know, he doesn't play defense. Two, and I've I've said this before, but if you his beard is his personality, right? And he gets all this credit for having this cool beard. I mean, he has a cool beard, Joe. But do you know? <laughs> do you know I, why he has a cool I beard? I wish because he has messed up teeth. Have you done no? Have you even have you done any investigations? Have you ever have you ever found a picture of him with no beard? Yeah, but why does he have a? Because well, it goes back to college, right? He started growing it in college. But why did he start growing it? I don't know. Dude do you have do you have has, information? He has he has the chin of European royalty. He got no chin. All right. Uh, it's like it just goes like straight from his teeth to his neck. Like there's no he has no chin there. So he grew this this beard. It's like a toupee. It's like a toupee for his chin. It's a he's like covering. Yeah, he's covering up this the weakest chin possible, and I, that's not personality. It's uh, it's 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 subterfuge. Fair enough. You know what a merkin is. Uh no. Oh. Is it is it, is it, is it something isn't it something sexual? Isn't it like something you wear? Sort of. Sort is it, of. Isn't it if like you ever a... if, if you've ever watched Game of Thrones, um 
Have you ever watched Game of yep. Thrones? Yeah. Of course. We know when they show the naked ladies, they put like a fake hair down there. It's a merkin. It's a it's a toupee for your vagina. Why why would you need it? What's the, what what context do you need? A, I mean, a, you know, so you don't so you don't show everything on TV. I guess I don't know. That's it. That's the only purpose. I guess they, only, they, I don't know. They make these things. <laughs> I don't really know. I should look into. I should investigate the whole merkin thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. James Harden's uh, beard is a merkin. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's how I like it. But that yeah. that's really the reason you don't like him. Well, there's that the way he plays. I mean, you know, I'm you know the foul hunting. Um, the uh, the no defense. I mean, he's also a guy who's out of who's a little out of shape. You know, de- depends on the seasons. Um, there was also a story that came out a few years ago about what a diva he is and how much his teammates dislike him. So all that really turns turns me off. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he has no apparent personality. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. No, it's true. It's true. He's so like boring and not charismatic. Really. I look, look. You know, <laughs> really, I don't. I don't even. I just sent you a link to Merkin, by the way. <laughs> so you know, every once in a while, I'm privileged to come come across like these like NBA insiders, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'll always like quiz them. I'll say, I think this player's like this. I think this player's like this. Am I right? Am I wrong? You know. And I gave my whole James Harden spiel, and the NBA insider that I was talking to was like, "You're 100 percent right. That's that's he is like he is like awful a diva." And everyone hates him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, listen. Anon- anonymous sources, okay? Anonymous sources. That's I, I just broke like every rule of journalism right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was talking to well, this you, guy. You didn't say who this. it was. It's not like you gave a name. I guess though. So. I guess so. It's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, whatever it's journalism. Fun. But luckily, I'm not. Luckily, I'm an economist. Yeah. There you, and, there you go. There you go. That's that's good. That's good economics. I mean, <laughs> economics is like, I have this theory. Just trust me. I'm right. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, listen, a couple of years ago, James Harden really annoyed me, too. Like, he's so good at drawing contact. And listen, when he gets into the playoffs, he turns back into that guy again. He becomes really annoying, James Harden. All he does is try and he goes ISO. He tries to draw contact in the lane and he can't shoot. I don't know what happens to him. He turns into Markel Fultz every time the playoffs roll around. Um, But I was actually going to go with his teammate, Chris Paul, who I am fucking sick of. I Chris Paul... We're going to talk about these stupid fights. Like, I really wanted to talk about this, but as soon as I had the idea, like, every goddamn NBA podcast came out this week. I was like, oh, let's talk about fights, including yours. Uh, <laughs> so, Sorry. No, nah, it's okay. It's the topics, you know? It's, it's what's happening. It's, it's what's happening. Um, but Chris Paul, man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm so sick of Chris Paul. Like, he's he's just a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the ass to the guys on his own team. He's a pain in the, when you watch him play. He's just a pain in the ass. He's jawing at the refs all the time. He's a great player. There's no reason for him to act like that. To be such, I don't even know what the word for him is. Just like a, a curmudgeon. To be a fucking curmudgeon, right? He's a, he's he he's like a hall monitor. Like he's just yeah. like he and he's and he can never let go. He can never realize like he's like always on his teammates in the regular season. You're like, come on, man, it's the regular season. Like you know, it doesn't really matter that much. Can you just chill out for a little bit? Like my favorite thing is the um. Like uh, when you know when he's pointing at DeAndre, do you remember that um, from a few years ago when like DeAndre gets the rebound and Chris Paul's like tugging on him, saying "Go back up, go back up." Like the yeah, clock. yeah. Like anyways, that was great. Um, <laughs> remember that? Remember that time when you put out that album? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say this, but I'll say this about Chris Paul. I'll say this: you you don't like him. 
I didn't even I didn't even know how much I didn't like him. Really? Until he until he left the Clippers. Cause I just for the past like five years, I just hated the Clippers. I was just like you know, I live in LA. Yeah. I used to go to Clipper games. Then once Chris Paul got there, I was like kind of lost interest and I was like, Yeah, these Clippers are so unlikable. I hate everyone on this team. He left, and all of a sudden this year I'm like, oh, I like these Clippers. You know what? This this is a fun team. I like these guys. The only difference is Chris Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still a, they still have all these other guys I don't like, but I'm like, oh, I, I'm kind of into this team. Maybe I'll start, like, rooting for the Clippers again. You forgot for those last four years how good Blake Griffin is because because Chris Paul is always being an annoying pain in the ass. Do you notice, like, I mean, their team still complains a lot. They still have Doc Rivers as the head coach, and they, they you know, they're always jawing at the refs. But I feel like it's less this year. They're definitely way more likable. You're absolutely right. And it's fun to yeah. watch Blake Griffin be Blake Griffin again. Like, I feel like, I mean, you know, for, for the last several years, they were talking, there was always rumors coming out about how they had a rocky relationship and, like, they didn't always see eye to eye. The other night when they got into that fight was amazing. I'm, I'm like, this, 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 this is the good stuff. This is, like, everything that everybody, everyone's been talking about about their relationship. You're actually getting to witness it now in the court. Like, oh, they they hated each other for sure. Yeah, I heard DeAndre. because Blake Blake Blake's like super easygoing. I I would guess that's I what know. I've heard. Yeah, and he's really charismatic on screen. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 an excellent actor. He is. You got to give him props. Oh yeah, totally. His commercials are hilarious. Um. Well, anyway, speaking of speaking of the fight, you want to talk about the fights? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the fights. All right. I don't even know where to start. There was so many fights. Apparently, like nine players got ejected this week. There was two more last night. Um, who was it? MCW and Tim Frazier got a no fight last night. And Tim Frazier wasn't even, I know, Tim Frazier wasn't even involved in the play. He just came running over and tried to get into MCW, right? MCW was in the paint and he got wrapped up with another player. I don't remember who it was. They Like, he fell down and then the other guy was trying to get away. <laughs> and Michael Carter-Williams grabbed his foot and tried to trip him. Like, what are you doing, dude? So, guy gets up and then the littlest guy on the freaking on the court like runs over and he tries to like tackle him and they break it up. It's kind of amazing, but there was that fight. So they both got ejected. I guess two nights ago, did you see the Aflalo going after Bielitsa? Yep, that yep, yep. was legit. Like he that was that was legit. That was like a crazy punch. That punch. was actually a fight. Like he would have yeah. He if he had connected, that would have hurt. Yeah, that's that's like. Miritich and that was da- and that was that was dangerous. It was dangerous. That was yeah. that was that, that that's the one that all the other ones are like kind of fun and like hilarious. Mm-hmm. That one you're like, whoa, okay, hold on, things got real. Like that one, that one, someone could have you know got sent to the hospital. Someone could have you know broke their face. Someone could have been out for two yeah, months. Yeah, <laughs> could have been a, a real Miritich situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it leads me to this theory, right? I I have a theory about this. Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't tell you Lay about it. I'm, I'm springing it all on right. you. I have a theory all that right. you know NBA players hear all the shit that happens around the around the league, right? They hear all the mm-hmm. tra- all the talk, all the chatter. They know what people are saying about them. Do right. you think it's possible? Because there's been so much talk lately about oh guys don't want to fight in the NBA, guys don't want to get take it on the court, they don't want to get suspended. Nobody's really going to throw throw down. Like guys are soft now. Like you think they're hearing this and be like, you know what? Fuck it, let's fight. I I I I I also have a theory, and that that is a component of the theory. I I agree. I think they're tired of the old players, the Barclays and stuff, saying nobody fights in the NBA. You know, my back in my day, you know, we throw down. I threw a guy through a plate glass window. You know, which so, Barkley did. Yeah, which he did. Yeah. He also spit um, on a child. 
<laughs> that Che. You don't know what that child said, Joe. That's right. That child I think he was aiming for her, spot, her, their, her father, but he, he missed. But anyway, go on. I I have a child, and you know it gets <laughs> touch and go, it's touch and go sometimes. Sometimes you just you're trying to spit at the mom, but hit the kid. I'm not I'm not saying I've done it, but I understand. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I forget what that is from, but go on. But uh, uh, the other thing is like there's less of a penalty for missing games uh, in the NBA right now in terms of the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the fans are more educated now. They understand like, OK, this player is going to miss the game because of rest. Um, you know, that happens all the time. Uh, and also, you know, fans know about tanking, too. So for these like these like bad teams. In many ways, they're like, we're fine with tanking. We're fine with losing games. You see, on, you see it on Twitter. You talk to like Knicks fans. Knicks are like, Knicks fans this year are like, we want to lose. Like, we got a draft pick. Like, you know, the team's fun, but you know, now it's time to lose. So I think fans are more accepting of if these guys get suspended. So they know that, oh, if I get suspended, it's not that big a deal. People aren't going to be as pissed as they would have say, you know, five, ten years ago. I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure about that. I still think okay. as a fan, you want to watch your player play i, I don't you i mean do, if you but is if but is anybody is anybody really is any uh any is any orlando fan mad that uh flalo is is getting suspended i mean is anybody like i you know i bought this ticket you know a month ago and i'm not going to get see my favorite player play <laughs> maybe is there's there, gotta is, be like is that, is that anybody there, right? yeah 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 is, <laughs> there's yeah, always Aaron, Aaron there's Afla- always Aaron one Aflalo's mom is, is real mad yeah <laughs> Aaron flows his whole family they're, they're pissed now yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that part of it, but I definitely think like the guys hear what they're. What? I think they hear the chatter, and I think they let, don't want let, to be known. Let, but there's an... let me let, let me make it sound smarter, real fast. Go ahead. Let me put it. But let me put an economic uh, term. <laughs> the uh, the social cost of missing games uh, has been lowered, uh-huh. thus increasing the incentive to fight. Now, now it sounds smart. Now, now, now maybe you'll accept it. Tell me something. Do you use the word "thus" a lot in your in your teachings in your classroom? No, I never, I never use thus. Oh. Uh, hardly ever. No, not not when I teach. No, why? Why is that a thing? Just, I, is that, should I do that? No, no. I mean, you should use it. Kids will think you're smarter. He said thus. Kids, kids, kids don't think I'm smart. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, look at me. You, you, the listeners can't see me, but yeah, the kids, the kids. No, no one respects me, Joe. I respect it. Doesn't, you. It doesn't help that I have a podcast where I act like an idiot that they can listen to. <laughs> that they, that they, that they, that Wait, can, you're acting on down. that? Not acting, but I mean, you know, I'm jo- I'm I'm joking around. Okay, okay. I'm like cussing. I meant like, you're acting like an idiot. I'm like, a, yeah, yeah. You just ruined my I'm whole s- joke. I'm sorry. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, you're 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 calling me an idiot. Okay, I got it. I get it. I got it. that's how <laughs> that's how much of an idiot I am. Um, it's okay. No. I still love you. Um, what's... I like the fights though, as long as it doesn't escalate to where someone gets hurt. I think it's like to have that tension, to have these guys going after each other, to have Chris Paul like. You know, leading expect uh, exp- uh, expeditions into the other the other locker room. Like, I think it's yeah. I think it's I, I, it, I, it adds a little spice, adds a little spice to the game. Well, my that's fine. And I, I mean, like everybody right now is loving this. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's so much. You know, it's fun to watch. Like, oh, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna kick whose ass? Like, you know, just the stories about, especially the Clippers and the Rockets the other night when, as you said, Chris Paul apparently he didn't lead the expedition. He was trying to be don't, peacemaker. Don't but... don't let facts get in the way of a good story. That's true. It's fair enough. Um, if we if we if we've learned anything from our president, <laughs> exactly. Although he doesn't tell a good. Story. Listen, I'm... No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. 
We almost made it. We almost made it, Joe. You almost made it through a podcast. Sorry. My bad. My you bad. listen to my podcast. You know that I do this every single time. There's two things you, you can it. count on me to talk you about. It. It's our exactly. dumbass president and the Sixers. And the Sixers. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, almost made it. Almost made it. Yeah. Sorry. What are you saying? You're, are you worried it's going to like get I, serious? Or? I'm a little worried that their reputation can come back from like the light, the nineties and the early two thousands where guys were uh, just out of control. And I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't also want the NBA is in such a great place right now. It is a shining beacon among all sports that we have. Right. I think it's like the, the one that every other sport probably looks up to right now with the way they handle everything socially, the way they're, they're leading, you know, the, the, the conversation about social injustice and giving back to the community and all these things are great. Um, I just don't want like an actual fight to break out and tarnish the reputation of the league again. It just, it would be really, it would suck. Cause you know, there's people hiding in the woodwork that are just gonna, they're waiting, waiting just for one little thing to happen. Like I told you, they're just a bunch of, you know, like, and I just don't want that. I don't want that conversation to come up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Like hopefully it, it stays kind of where it's at. And I would like, I would like more trash talk. Like I think the trash talk is fun. Like when they're just kind of like talking back and forth, like how Embiid does. Yeah. Um, I don't think and we there was, need more there was of a it. little I bit think, of that. I think we just need. What's to, that? I don't think we need more of it. I think they just need to let us hear it. <laughs> it's probably it's probably running rampant right now. It's like a players' association thing. Like they would never, they could never allow that. Oh. But like how how amazing would that be? Just in, instead of hearing the commentators, you just hear what the players are saying. You know, you hear the coaches, all that. Like, I mean, that would be such a, like, fun, like, fan viewing experience. Even if they had to bleep the whole thing out, which would be hilarious. Because you, uh, so you know those guys are dropping some serious bombs, man. Put, I, I said, put it on a minute delay. So it's like, and you have, like, the players' agents in there watching it to make sure nothing horrible gets through. But, like, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be fun, I think. So. That would definitely increase the uh, the watchability. Not that the games aren't watchable. But that would that would bring another element to the to the to the game that would be really exciting. I'm all. I mean, it's, I'm all. So into much that. of so much of the appeal is the personalities, and these guys would get you know they would hone their trash talk, and you know, and Embiid would be even a bigger star than he already is. Oh I mean, hell yeah! He, I mean, tonight that that game against the Celtics, you could just tell he's just having fun. You know, he's just having a grand old time out there. I was. That's, I mean, that's part part of his appeal. Totally. I was all prepared for them to lose this game with 30 seconds to go up by nine, and they won. Yay! Uh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, that that's a uh, that's a playoff series I want to see. Celtics Sixers. No, that dude, that Kyrie was out. They only won because Kyrie was out. If Kyrie was in there, they, it would be bad. They would lose again. They lost three to one this season, so it's fine. They're well, they're not you, ready who, yet. Who do you want as a Sixers fan if they make the playoffs? Who do you want them to play? The Cavs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> At least if they're gonna go out, I want them to go out in like a blaze of glory. They're gonna take it to LeBron. Embiid's gonna shut everything down in the middle. Listen, this the Sixers have like the fifth ranked or sixth ranked defense right now in the whole league. They're good. Uh and the Cavs have no defense at all. So Ben Simmons would be scoring like a maniac, Embiid would be like crushing everyone. It would be fun. I mean, ultimately the Cavs would win, but Well, they might beat him. They might beat him. You never know. I I wanna see him play uh the Celtics though. That 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 and uh that and the Houston Clippers uh, series are my are my uh, my dream dream playoff mashups. Yeah, well, Houston Clippers would be fun. I hope the Clips get in. That would be that would be a great time. I They're like in seventh right now. I think maybe even sixth. Really? So they've jumped yeah. up that much. Oh, yeah. I know they went yeah. on a run, but dude, yeah. Uh, Sweet Lou's been killing it too. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, 
Hello, Lou Williams. Just saying. He used to be a mm-hmm. sixer. Um, let me ask you one more thing. If we're gonna sure. if we're gonna keep seeing these crazy fights, mm-hmm. are there any matchups you really want to see? Because I, for one, would love to see a Boogie and Zebo rematch. Because that one was good. That could have that could have really turned into something. They were jawing pretty hard. At least at least Zach Randolph was man. He was like, what did he say? Where I'm from? Oh God, I can't oh, remember. God. No, where, where I'm from, bullies get bullied. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm from, bullies yeah, get yeah, bullied. Yeah. That was that was yeah, gold yeah. right there. That was good. What I, what I want to see is, you know, the Philly fans, right? Mm-hmm. The Philly fans, they irrationally hate Lonzo Ball. So what I would like to see, I don't want to see Lonzo fight a Philly fan because I don't want Lonzo to get hurt. You know, he has he's very fragile. <laughs> I want to see Lamelo Ball fight a, a Philly fan. What I want to see is they the Ball family goes to Philly to watch the Lakers play. And a fight breaks out between Lamelo Ball and any random, you know, Philadelphian. That's that's what I that's that's the fight I want to see in the, in the stands. Remind me which one Lamelo is. He's in the middle one. Lamelo, Lamelo. Oh no, that's Joe. He's... Joe, come on. I don't watch the balls. Bar- Listen, you know what? We we you asked me last week about how I felt about like Lavar's comments. To be quite honest with you, I couldn't give a shit less about the Ball family. I really don't care. But go on. Lamelo, Lamelo is the one that didn't. Uh, end up in a Chinese prison. Oh, okay. Lamello's, so the young one. The young one that is has a very punchable face. Yeah, like very he has punchable the crazy face. hair. Yeah, crazy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frosted tips, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's never. <laughs> frosted tips, never a good idea. Was, n- nobody looks better with frosted no, tips. Oh, not at all. I don't know what you're thinking. Why? Why? No. Um, That's it? That's your whole fight? You want to see LaMelo fight a Philly fan? That's that's the best fight there could be. <laughs> Whoever. Well, I was thinking like an we, on the court we all, product. We all win. I mean, the the best one you. I mean, the best one you suggested is KD Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the number one. I mean, that is that's the pinnacle. There's nothing better than 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 KD Westbrook. They got yeah. close. They got close last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was fun. That's fun. Like that's what I'm saying. That yeah. trash talk. That trash talk is fun. Like seeing the guys go at it. The best. Um, the best thing I can ever think of as far as trash talk wise was oh, who was it? I think. Was it, um, was it, uh, KG said to, to Mello one time, like you're, you know what I'm talking about. The Yeah. He said, Cheerios he said your or... girlfriend tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> That's the best line I've ever heard. Like why Honey Nut Cheerios? I don't even know. I don't know. That's the, the specific, <laughs> so the specific. Specific, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I would love to hear more of that. Yeah, um, Carmelo. I'd like. I'd love to see somebody beat up Carmelo. I'm trying to think of who the best person to do it would be. Oh, Porzingis. Porzingis. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be yeah, fun. That would be, be fun. fun. I want to see yeah. Nurkic and Jokic go at it, just because. I yeah. feel like there's got to be some bad blood there, right? They got to hate each other. They got yeah. to, or at least I don't think that Jokic really cares either way. But Nurkic has got to hate Jokic, right? Because he was yeah, the guy yeah. on that team, and then the Joker came along and like was so good that he just got. He got benched and then traded. So he's got to have a little bit of resentment right there. And those guys are giant. They're monsters, you know? That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, I would like to see uh, Stan Van Gundy maybe fight uh, <laughs> Sam Hinkie or something. That'd be uh, Oh, come on. The- <laughs> Leave Sam out of this. <laughs> Sam's just a mild-mannered genius. Give, give him a break. Come on. Yeah. Although Stan Van, uh-huh. that would be – I'd like to see him fight anybody. That would be hilarious. 
Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to think who Van Gundy would. Who's like the most like analytical coach? And I couldn't think of. Maybe Brad Stevens, but eh, I don't know. Maybe um, yeah, I don't know. Just fighting Doc would be fun. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, Austin, Austin Rivers versus Doc Rivers. Yes, that'd be great. There's our matchup of the century. <laughs> there's, there it is. <laughs> this conversation, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like Austin is just like. Screw you, Dad. I never wanted your life. I never wanted all this. <laughs> and Doc is I like, never wanted... who are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, that would be, they fight, and then it ends in tears, and Doc's like, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you were growing up. <laughs> that would be the that would be the ultimate soap opera. Yeah, great. I'm going to bring it to the... Uh... Bring it to the court. I don't know. This conversation has gone nowhere fast, but it's fine. It's all a bunch of goofy shit. Yeah, speak for yourself. All right. Speak for yourself. I have a, I have an image of Doc and Austin Rivers fighting, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, everyone should be happy about that. Anyways, yeah. Matt, thank you for coming on. I think I, that'll probably do it for us. I've, you know, there was a lot of That's nonsense. That's fine. I, I got to put the baby down anyways, so. You're just going to insult him? It's horrible. No, I got to put him down. Like I got, Oh, I got it. <laughs> All right, all right. I got it. Nice one. Thanks, nice one. thanks. Nice one. It's a dad joke. You can have that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Well, you go put the baby down. And uh, mm-hmm. why don't you uh, – what's the word I'm looking Super for? Hoopers. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Super Hoopers. That's about all I'm working on right now. That is – oh, maybe next week I'm going to drop a video, actually. I'm going to drop a video about Drake and the Toronto Raptors next week. Nice. So. Are you going to put a link up on go – to, Go to my Twitter, at Tweet of Matt Hill. Go, uh, yeah, go there. Follow me for, if you're interested in a cartoon about Drake and the Toronto Raptors. Drake trying to uh, win the Raptors a title. I'm definitely interested in that. I will definitely right. watch. I will check it out. Dropping next week. Coco. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me on, Joe. Thanks for coming on. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, let me just pause this quick. Send me your audio, please. Oh, there you go, everybody. Matt Hill from the Super Hoopers. Thanks again, Matt, for coming on and shedding some light on some subjects. Sorry again, guys and gals, about the audio quality, but next week it'll be back better than ever. Until then, bye-bye.